I'm your host, Dwayne Sutton, a.k.a. Woe. I know usually y'all are used to tuning in, seeing Cole and DT with me. I came the night off because what we doing tonight, they ain't been down this road. <laughs> they have not been down this road, and I pray to God they never do. Um, but tonight, man, we, we keeping it live. We keeping it funky. We're going to keep it real. We're going to have a good time tonight, but we want to be honest with y'all. A lot of people love to talk about love and marriage, but there's another side of this thing, and it's very much a reality, and that's called divorce. Um, so not only we're gonna talk about divorce, we're gonna talk about life after divorce. I brought some good people of mine on, some people who are a little familiar with this topic. Uh, we're gonna start to the we gonna say my far right, yeah. Tez the Reacher, which is done. Tez Dawson, what's happening, my brother? What's going on, sir? Man, I can't call him, my guy. Good to have you on. Glad to have you on. Excited about this one. I know we've been uh, we've been cooking something up for a minute. Been been trying to get some working, but uh, we got you here tonight. Yeah, we got you tonight. I don't. This ain't gonna be your last time because I know me, no, you, and DT no. need to have a sit down too. And, Absolutely, and brother to brother, you know. Um, sitting dead smack in the middle. Caught in this whole seat. That's what we call it. <laughs> <laughs> but no, sit there smack in the middle. The host of All Things Undone podcast. Granny, she is Cheryl Bryce Nathaniel. How you doing, ma'am? I am wonderful. Thank you for having me. So glad to be here. Yay. <laughs> I'm glad you are here. Like I said, we're going to keep it live. We're going to keep it funky. We're going to have a good time tonight. But we're going to be honest with you, folks. We're going to give it to you real. All right? Like I said, um, we just first and foremost, before we do anything, want to make sure we tell everybody who's tuning in tonight, thank you for tuning in, showing love and supporting the IMO podcast. You can find us live, currently live, Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, and of course, if you downloaded the app, BWNC Radio. That is Black with No Chaser. Because uh, why? It's not a moment. It's a movement, people. It's real. Um, so make sure you go download that app. Tune into your live. Share with your people. Start a watch party. Because, yes, you can crank that YouTube up on their TV and get it going. We live right now. Hey, good people. Jump in these comments, too. Jump in these comments, too. We we talk back. Anyway, um, thank y'all, though, for sharing, for posting, uh, for showing love. We appreciate that. And we're going to get to the nitty-gritty. <laughs> so, 
we've all seen all these different social media platforms and various other podcasts where everybody loves to come on and talk about love and marriage. Love and marriage. And that's a wonderful thing. Sometimes marriage isn't made out of love. Sometimes marriage really doesn't involve love. And sometimes, most times when it doesn't, it marriage is ruined. And sometimes love just isn't enough. When all those things take place, there's this word that seems to be taboo in the black community. Especially those of us who are Christians. <laughs> Speak on it. Um, yeah, that, that word divorce. Mm-hmm. Boy, that that they'd rather yeah, they'd rather talk about sex than divorce. Mm-hmm. <laughs> if I may be honest with you. Yeah. Hey man, we we might not make it, bro. They might go ahead and find me paper, man. Get the divorce. You gonna do what? Right, right. You gonna do it? Your grandma gonna disown you. That's what's gonna happen. She gonna right, disown you. Exactly. Like, they, they put the spirits, the juju on you. Like it's mm-hmm. all of a sudden now they gonna disown you. Um, but let's do this. We're gonna start with this. I'm gonna start with you, Cheryl. I'm gonna ask you a question. We're gonna float around tabletop. Okay. Um you were previously married. How long were you in it? I was married for 25 years. 25 Ooh. years. 25 years. Got 25. married when I was 18. We dated all through high school and um, messed around as most teenagers do. I got pregnant at 16, had her at 17, was married at 18. Messed around and caught a triple double. God damn. I know, right? <laughs> <laughs> Got a triple double and uh and, and we stuck it out for, for 25 years for sure. Now, 25. not to say there weren't times in there where I wanted to get a divorce. I wanted to get a divorce early on because I got married at 18 and then my ex-spouse became a minister right when I was turning 19. And uh of course I had grew up in a very religious household like most of us do. <laughs> Whoa. Right, right. <laughs> 16, 17, 18, 19, you were a pastor's Whoa. wife, right. a minister's wife. Minister's wife at 19. Like, like hey, I'm going to have to bring out old now. I'm going to have to bring out old. Oh! <laughs> you know how they do it in the old church. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, Ooh, life came no. way, way too fast. So at that point, though, I was like, I went to my granddad and I was like, I need money. He was like, for what? I was like, for a divorce. And he was like, why are you just got married? Why are you getting a divorce? And I was like, well, he <laughs> said that he got his call into the ministry. And like, this ain't for me. Like, I don't want to live in a fishbowl. I don't, you know, I don't want to live in this glass house. Like, this is not for me. And then my grandma, right, a lot of pressure. My grandma was like, my granddaddy was like, it's a good thing. You know, you know like you said, the old folks will disown your ass if you be like, I'm getting a divorce. And they, they was like, that's a good man. He got a good job. He about to be praising the Lord, you know, blah, 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 blah. And honestly, I can say this now because I'm past the point. All I could think was that is the boringest ass lifestyle anyone could ever have. <laughs> and you wait till I'm not drinking to do that to me. We're going to be real and raw. That's real. Oh, yeah. No, no. I ain't tripping on that. I, I want to ask you a question. 25 years. Was that when you realized this might not work, or was it when? When did you just say 
this this is it's starting to fall apart. When, it wasn't even me. It was my spouse who asked for the divorce. So it wasn't me. My my grandmother and grandfather and parents, you know, actually sitting down and talking with with me, and we were going through it biblically biblically about marriage and the sanctity of it, and how I had already made this commitment to be in this marriage that I should do as God says and be a supportive wife. And I was that. I was definitely a supportive wife for uh, all those all those years. I think, uh, and I was a stay-at-home wife for a long time. And then I finally got my niche and caught my stride in 2013 when I became a trainer for a corporation that hit Bogalusa. And since we're not promoting that company, I'm not going to say their name. Yeah, but uh, that's how that's how Dwayne and I met in the first place. Um, shout, I, out I Bogalusa. I see shout out Bogalusa. Shout out Bogalusa. What's yeah, happening, Bogalusa? Shout out Bogalusa. Got my stride in training, and I was so good at my job, I promoted to training manager and then promoted to training operations manager. So I was really good at that. I was so good at that, I became a workaholic. And um, this is the thing when you're, a, when you're in boss mode. You become an alpha male as a female. Mm. You become an alpha male as a female because you're mm. in that role of boss. And I had to become a shark in the water. I forgot to turn that off when I got home. Um, I became, I, I forgot to turn that off. Now, I'm not saying he's without his faults because, hmm, but we're going to get to that. Yeah, <laughs> I want to keep it, I want to keep it respectful at all times because I do still respect my ex-spouse. We had, we put cool, 25 cool, cool. years together in the game, so we got three grown kids. But uh, I did, I, I became this person that he did not recognize, but I loved who I had become and I to this day will not change that bitch. Power feels good. I like this bitch. Power <laughs> feels good. Power feels Power good. Feels good. But when hey, your partner is ready like, for that, you she, know, they like, what? She was what bossing up. She like, I'm making moves. Right. I'm making it happen. And buddy was like, she, 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 she. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah. I didn't know so much came up. <laughs> <laughs> On a side note, we do respect and appreciate the accountability that we're hearing from a woman. Yeah. I, yeah, I love it. You. I love it. I a commercial came up or something. No, but, no, no. Uh, no, no. Yeah, that's, that's, that's what had happened. And we grew apart. We grew apart. And it wasn't that we couldn't forgive each other. I guess we could have if we wanted to. But when my ex-spouse asked for a divorce, he had accused me of some things that I had not done at that point, other than working my ass off and being a boss bitch, which honestly, and I'm not a male, but just living with one who was the provider for all that time and all those years to have a boss to find I me, mean, a boss, a wife to finally meet you on that level financially, that became an issue. Uh, it became an issue because it felt like a challenge between the egos. You know what I mean? Pride and ego is what kept us from, from moving forward. So when he said, I want a divorce, I did not grovel. I did not beg. He accused me of some things that were not true. Um, and I said, okay, you accused me of this. I know I didn't do this. My medical records can prove that I did not do what you're accusing me of do. So now the ball is in your court for whatever it is that you're doing, take accountability for it. But we're going to move forward with this divorce. And, and that's how we ended up divorced after 25 years. It's certain stumbling blocks that you're just not willing to get over. And I'm not going to take the fall for something that you need to take accountability for. And I'm going to leave that there. So that's what led to my divorce. <laughs> I want to hold you right there. No, I appreciate all that info. I want to get Dante's in, man, because um, you have a unique story. 
<laughs> um, but we're not getting to your story. <laughs> well, see there, that's what I was okay. So we've done this this divorce thing. Hey, two time lose. Two time two time. Lose. <laughs> hey, but it takes three strikes to be considered out. I'm sorry. Okay. Yeah, no, uh well, we'll say this. You believe in love. Um, oh, absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. But, but how long and then when did you realize when did the red flag start coming up like that that D word might be creeping in again? Okay. Um so you want me to start on the second one or give you the backstory on the first one? We'll start with we'll start number one. Okay. So the first one we met in high school. Um got married so, so at, like them high school sweethearts, huh? Yeah, I got married at 20. And uh she was 19 at the time, but we were together mm, 13 years. Now on that road of 13 years, it was uh there were a few times. Uh, I say at the three-year mark, um, at the 10-year mark, I had conversations with my aunt. My aunt was almost like my my advisor when it when it came to marriage. And I had conversations with my wife before I spoke with my aunt that I didn't think we were gonna make it. Because we had different priorities that I saw. Um, but she didn't agree with that because we weren't arguing, fussing, and fighting. I'm not an arguer. So in her mind, you know, we're doing well. But again, I'm internalizing a lot of stuff. So it's that man thing I was talking about earlier. Well, it's 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 a little different because I was I could see where we were headed. It wasn't that I wasn't saying anything about it. I wanted to talk about these things. And then when I brought it to you, your reaction is, you know, negative or, you know, pushing my feelings to the side. Oh, so, dismiss. Yeah, right. So that's when I went to, you know, my aunt. That was the only marriage that I saw that was, um, I'd say, that was the only marriage I had around me growing up. And they seemed, that was the best uh, version that I ever saw, too. Um, so... When I talked to her, and she was also a spiritual advisor for a while until I got a little more mature in my relationship with God. So anything she pretty much told me, I was running with. So when she told me I need to look at myself and see what I was doing wrong, I did that. And maybe let me try hard. Let me do the best that I can. And I did that. Um, But again, on that road, there were uh, missteps on both ends um with my wife she was more concerned about her career and she had a plan since you know as a little girl she wanted to have her own stuff and but she was a stay-at-home wife and so i was never really a part of that plan i was more of like a safe bet Mm. and my dream growing up was always to be married, kids, and, you know, a house. That was all my dream was. I didn't care how hard I had to work. I never had a dream job, none of that. But she, on the other hand, had those. uh, She had that mindset of, I want to do have my own and, you know, career. I wanted to be a career woman. But you stepped into the role of being a stay-at-home wife. Mm -hmm. So on that road, um, 
the frustration started to, you know, act out, uh, you should, you could say, um, now we also, I had some missteps. Now I was accused of, you know, physically cheating. Um, but I had, um, emotionally cheated. Let's say that we, I talked to other women. Now, when you get accused of cheating, you can't really argue the fact that, Hey, I didn't touch nobody, but you know, I was, <laughs> we had great conversation, but I didn't touch her. That's, that's not going to get you out of the doghouse. Either way you fucked up. So <laughs> right. this is true. Right. It's something else because you're pouring into some other female emotionally. Yeah. And you're not pouring into your spouse. So yeah. it's, technically it's cheating. It's not intercourse. Yeah. I'm saying either way it's cheating. So I'm not, I didn't try to argue the fact when, you know, she came to me like, no, I believe you did this, 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 and this. I'm like, all right, cool. And we, you know, is there any way we can get past this? Because again, my dream was the family. So if we divorce, you're taking the kids. We got three kids together. You're taking the house. So my whole world is crushed. So, you know, I tried to, you know, do my best to keep it together, but um you know that's not gonna work with one person fighting so got that divorce in 2018 um and like i said i chalked that one up as to ultimately you i was not a part of your plan um i was a safe bet you know i was that good guy everybody told you oh he's great he's this he's that but the love i don't i really don't believe it was ever there you know, a hundred percent unconditional type of love. Um, and that was the. This is the first marriage. That right? was the first marriage. Okay. okay. Now, the second marriage. Um, we were married. We didn't even make it two years. Hmm. Now, this woman. We gonna we gonna make sure. Well, when did you hit the? Right. <laughs> this ain't working. I, right. Oh, two years is like, uh oh, hold on. I might still be. Okay. So, you know how you can only wear a mask for so long. Mm -hmm. Uh oh. Now, this, this woman was older. Now, again, no hate towards any one of my exes. I love y'all to death. If y'all are watching, mm -hmm. I still love y'all. Now, in her case, she loved me she loved the hell out of me but she didn't know how to love me and also she had her own baggage past demons that she was battling herself so when you talk about you know past exes that were abusive um you know she had dealt with an abusive spouse before so if we had any disagreement and i'm not i'm not a yeller or anything mm -hmm. so if we had any disagreement her mindset was almost into defense mode not not an argument just we didn't agree on something it was defense mode every time um if i didn't pick up the phone for whatever reason i was at work one day she mm -hmm. called me a couple of times and you know, where the fuck you been at it <laughs> like well, wow. wait a minute or i got home late like where you been like it takes 30 minutes without uh -oh. traffic. We're doing a minute count. Right. <laughs> it's been 47 minutes. Like, listen to oh, what you're wow. saying. 
what the hell can I do? Popping all the way out. Right. Um, what can I do in 17 minutes? A lot. I mean, <laughs> 17 <laughs> minutes is a good amount of. No, well, let's be real. But, but that's a start and finish process. I mean, now like, we're talking day. about, we're talking about, first of all, I was at a production company. So mm-hmm. there was no set time as to when I was leaving. Got it. When the work got done is when I had when I left work. That's mm-hmm. also manual labor. Seventeen minutes unaccounted for. Hey, I know. <laughs> but again, those are those insecurities that crept right. up. Right. Um, yep. Now the insecurity the insecurities started creeping up after <laughs> it was after the engagement, um, and they really started popping up after the I do. Now mm-hmm. me being who I am. It doesn't matter if we're married yet. If I committed to you already, and I said we're gonna we're gonna give our best to each other, that's what I'm gonna do. I'm gonna come back to that later. I did have a question I want to ask you though. What's the question? So what I'm hearing is with with everything that was going on, my question is pre-marriage. Uh-huh. Did you do marriage counseling? Good question. Oh, what for the second one? Yeah. Mm-hmm. No, we didn't do we didn't do marriage counseling. I know I can hear it. No, because I've all I've one thing I learned from mine. If you're gonna do the marriage, mm-hmm. do marriage counseling. Don't bullshit the process. Don't think you're better than the process. Go in with an open mind and like look. This is who I am. This is what I'm looking for. This is where I see future plans at. This is what I need well, from you. This is where I expect us. Here's the and deal. They have to give you the same thing. If they come in wanting to say things that they think you might want to hear, something to hurry up and get this over, that's bullshit in the process. And you're setting yourself up. You're for absolutely help. correct. See, now that's the other thing. I've been a counselor myself. So we know all the right questions to ask and the conversations to have prior to right but again that goes back to the mask i can tell you whatever the hell i want if my finish line is that altar i can tell you whatever the fuck i think you want to hear until i get to that finish line now if i feel like that's i I gotta say this go ahead Uh the altar for me, the altar is the starting point, not the finish line. That should be everybody's starting point. It should be. It should be. Because when we get to the altar, we think, I got the man or I got the woman. And then we stop doing the work because we think we got the prize. That's when the work starts. That's when it begins, like, right there. That's the starting point. My Absolutely. end point with my next spouse, because I thought it was going to be with my first spouse, but it wasn't, is death. One of us needs mm-hmm. to die to get out of this thing. And I still, I still respect that. I'm pro marriage. I told you this before the show. I still respect that. I feel like if you're healed enough, and this is the part it sounds like with your your second marriage, unfortunately, she had a whole lot of internal stuff. She needed to do that, wasn't done. I don't know the lady, God bless her. I hope Mm -hmm. that she's fabulous in life. Um, But this is what I'm learning for myself is I need to make sure I'm whole and I'm complete and I'm not bringing any baggage from that previous relationship into whatever new relationship I'm going 
into and i'm taking my time i'm not even right looking for no as a matter of fact the, the bible say a man who finds a wife finds a good thing so i'm not here even looking for no husband you know but uh, yeah second one Goodness. let me let me uh say this also in that short time span that we were married that year and a half mm-hmm. multiple times anytime we had a disagreement i said we need to go to counseling together mm. And her response was, I don't need no fucking counseling. You go to counseling. That's rebellion. That's rebellion. Now, the thing about this is most people, most people that know me, well, I take that back. Anybody that knows me, a lot of them do not know that I've been doing personal counseling for years. I just don't share that with people. Right. So I've been doing the work um, for myself because of stuff I've been through for my whole life so but you know in this case like i said for the marriage like i was saying we need to go together and she was like well you know i'm not going i let me let me say this i had a situation in my i i, I call it my former life anybody who watches i am more podcast notice i get down <laughs> i call it that's my former life and in my former life i had the same conversation except it was the other way around that's right i was told we need to go to counseling Here's the reason I said counseling ain't gonna do shit for us. This is just my personal opinion, but from my experience, counseling is needed. It's it's like a counselor is a, a mediator, if you will. Right. Mm-hmm. Okay. Cheryl, it's me and you. Mm-hmm. And we're trying to talk things out. I speak French, you speak uh 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 English. I speak French and understand French. You speak and understand English only. A counselor is going to translate this shit so we can understand each other. So what he's saying is, "Mm." what she's saying is, "Mm." and then you can look, oh, I thought you was, that's what it is. Um, we both speak English and we understand each other very clearly. We don't need a mediator when you clearly are just saying, I don't really give a fuck what you saying. Right. That's dismissing. You don't need a counselor to correct that. You're sure you right up front. Don't care. Right. Uh-uh. But we don't... love people, but because we love them, we say we we dismiss that. Like, uh, yeah, we can get past that, huh? you know, right? And then we did. I, my husband, I and I, my ex husband, and I, we did go through counseling. Even my pastor was insistent on it that we go through mar- premarital counseling, and we did. And of course, we we lasted a good long time. So, you know, through the years, it worked. But this is what I think we understood coming in is and it was a book out back in the 80s or 90s you know, it, was you called, cheap, Sorry, it was called uh men are from mars and women uh, right she, she making fun of my former life, life. i yeah. love it i love she it my, <laughs> my former was, life alone uh, man what was that book men are from mars and women are from venus yeah right uh and it, it talks about like women being so different from men like we're we're physically attracted to each other we have that chemistry but then because women are emotional thinkers we're hard overhead thinkers and men are logical thinkers they're head over heart thinkers sometimes we clash in the way we see things our perspectives aren't the same even though our genital parts match perfectly 
that's what the counseling is for. We need to get through, okay, yeah, this chemistry between us is amazing, people, but I need that counselor so we can work through these other topics, scenarios that will come up, circumstances that will come up where we won't see eye to eye because we view the world differently. We all have our own narrative spinning in our heads about how our life will go. Like you said with your first marriage, that first marriage, the wife wanted to be a career woman. Mm-hmm. Part of her narrative was the fact that that's what she was going to be. It was her end all be all. So even if her marriage didn't work, she knew going in, ultimately, in my story, I'm mm-hmm. the boss, period. You know, we're gonna take, and that's we're gonna just take a small, we're going to take a small break. We'll come right back. I hate to cut you off right there. We'll come right back here on BWNC Radio. This is I Am More Podcast. Stay right there. We'll be right back. That's how we getting down. You feel me? That's how we getting down. BWNC Radio, if you haven't heard by now, it's not a moment. It's a movement. Go and download the app. I'm telling you, it's a vibe. It's a nice vibe. You get your music in, all different kinds of hip-hop. Uh, that's the mainstream. That's the independent. The uh, They also have um, a session where you know they're trying to, to, to integrate producers, uh, trying to get your music heard. Reach out, I'm telling you. But then, God damn it, then they done brought these podcasts along. And as y'all can see, man, it's popping, it's popping, it's popping. BWNC Radio, go download the app now. It is free, free, free. Your notifications pop up. Also, in case you didn't know, if there's something you want to hear, it's a spot on the way you can submit that, put that in rotation. I'm telling you right now, who else getting down like that? That's like old school, 99 Jam. I, Ooh, I just want to hear my song. You know my song. Never make a promise by Drew Hill. That's for my people and my boo-boo. Like we ain't. That's <laughs> old <school> radio. <laughs> I ain't gonna lie to you. I want to send something like that. Anyway, um, we are back here. Like I said, man, I am World Podcast. I'm your host, Dwayne Sutton. Got my people, Cheryl, Bryce, Nathaniel with me. Tez, the teacher, done. Tez Dawson. And uh, we are talking divorce. I want to get back into something. Let's 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 move the ball along a little bit. Mm-hmm. So that's when we start recognizing things falling apart. Mm-hmm. Well, let's move to the stage of God damn it, they falling apart. We here now. <laughs> we here. Divorce is ugly. It affects a lot of people, not just the two people involved in the union. That's right. If you have kids, 
these kids can be affected, especially depending on their ages. No, they will absolutely be affected. Did, right, you, you 100%. Feel? Doesn't uh, even matter the age. They're affected. I ain't gonna lie to you. And you know your shit is toxic when the kids be asking you to divorce each other. <laughs> My daughter did it. Hey, wow. don't even get mad at them babies when they do that. You just take mm. your significant. This is fucked up. You know what that kid oh. just told me? And she my, might my be right. Heart <laughs> my heart dropped, man. She was in elementary school. I woke I up to school. She was like, Daddy, you need to leave her. Damn. Damn. I said, Break what? Go wash your face. <laughs> <laughs> Look, that's all he had. Yeah, that's like, your best comeback. Oh, my God. I guess this is real. Ain't no point holding on for real now. Hey, man, all serious. That's when you just got to go sit down. Like, hey, we fucked up. Hey, these kids see us. And it's not working. But, right. but we're here now. Mm-hmm. And uh, living situations start to change. Um, jobs could or may not and could be affected. Um, Sarah, let's get in here with you. Okay, yeah. The so, process of um, divorce. Tell me, tell me what it looked like. Give me, give me a short synopsis of this. It was, it was really tough because we had our middle daughter. Now mind you, twenty five years our kids are two of them are adults and out of the house. We had one child at home. She was fifteen or about to be sixteen, and um, he said, "I want a divorce." And I'm like, "Whoa, that was that was heavy." Because I really wasn't looking. Um, for that it was it took me off guard now a decade earlier just a little backstory we were going to divorce because i had stepped out and had an affair that i had admitted to and we separated in 2008 and was headed for divorce then but again the church stepped in and clergy stepped in and everybody stepped in and said hey stay together work it out that probably should have been the end of it but we did a decade later here we are you know 2018 and the cycle repeats itself, except this time, I'm not the one doing the cheating. So the divorce is asked for, and I'm like, throw my hands up, because I told him back in 28, 2008, if you ask me for a divorce again, I'm going to flat out give it to you. And we did. We divorced. But we decided not to tell our kids right away, because I had a daughter that just turned 16. My middle daughter is pregnant and about to be married in December, um, the beginning of December. So I was like, uh, let's hold off and tell the kids when we have them all home which the timing was horrible because it was christmas day when we actually broke the news oh wow to uh to christmas our kids. day christmas day because i i told him we're not going to call because mind you i got two adult kids and my oldest lived in lafayette and oh, I, I didn't want to send that in a text message right i didn't want to have a phone call conference about it that's one of those conversations that you need to sit your people down your kids down and have a face-to-face and I told him, as hard as this is going to be, we're going to sit them down and have this conversation. And because you asked for the divorce, I want you to lead the discussion. Because, again, I'm one of those females where I lead. I led a lot um, in my marriage. And it was it was okay. It worked for us. He provided the food. He brought the money home. But when it came to a lot of decision-making, believe it or not, I did that part. And he was like, okay. If it was something he didn't agree in, he was like, okay, I don't want to do it that way. Nine times out of 10, I did it. But I was like, this particular one, you take the lead. So my daughter gets married, and they don't know anything. Because as parents, y'all know, we don't want our kids to know something. They're not going to know it. They're not going to know nothing. So at least in our relationship, that's that's how it was. And they didn't know until we spilled the beans on Christmas Day 2018 and told our kids uh, that we were getting a divorce. And they had a lot of questions as to why. 
and at this point i'm shut down like i'm shut down i'm like because uh, i'm trying to process process my own growth with heart because i wasn't expecting the divorce myself so uh somebody says like the things out of right. so yeah we sit down and then we we break this news that we're getting divorced and our kids are devastated they cry they're it, 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 it's um, the You're amount the of emotion different. that these kids went through in a span of 15 minutes broke my heart hindsight you feel like you should have went you should have had that on maybe the day after christmas <laughs> right. well we would have had to, they would have had to stay an extra day because they didn't mm. live my my um Dejana lived in Pine, Riviera lived in Lafayette, so we would have had to, they would have to stay an extra day. So this is, well, what we did was, uh, it was, yeah, pretty much. So anyway, we had this conversation and they broke down, like they broke down because for all intents and purposes, we provided a very stable, um, loving environment for those children for all of their lives. They did, they barely saw us argue. So to right. have two parents who look like they're having the perfect marriage sit your kids down and say we're divorcing because they, they were like we were like the Cosby's what the fuck you know? right. <laughs> they they really were and honestly we were that family so mm -hmm. trust me it threw me for a loop so I was like I thought we could get through anything because that's what unconditional love and forgiveness does if your ego and pride is not in the way you can get I through anything but that was the beginning of it not to mention the separation of households ladies it hits us harder when we separate because the biggest part of the income usually comes from the husband so when you're splitting those assets before the divorce is fine on before they say you get half or you get whatever if you have minor children under the age of 18 you still have to figure out how to make it and pay your bills in the interim that shit is hard okay uh, your finances are pretty much cut in half because you've taken half that income to move it to the house. I moved out because the house we were living in was family property. Like, you know, it was one of those probate things where, you know, 10 people got assigned and get, you know, all that foolishness. So um, I was like, I'll just, I'll move. it's your family house anyway, I'll move. So I moved out and um, finances split. And that was tough for both of us because we had school debt, we had uh, debt together because we had just renovated that house. You know, we had pulled money out of our 401k. We got loan, we paying back. Y'all know how I go when you, when you all intertwine like that. So then this split. So now we got these separate incomes, separate households, which forced for me a bankruptcy. Um, yeah. It was gonna. I thought it was gonna force it for both of us. And uh, then when we sat down with the um, bankruptcy attorney. Come to find out, my ex spouse was doing just fine monetarily. He was just trying to hide shit that he couldn't hide. So, another story for another day. But anyway, that forced me into bankruptcy still, though. So, they triggered that. So, now I got the financial part, I got the emotional part because I'm trying to get over this heartbreak and trying to help my children get over it. So, my ex and I decided that for Christmas holiday the following year, we're going to still come together as a family to try to work through things. And honestly, we, we did it. We went, we used the mediator for our divorce and we, we constantly kept in con contact with our children. Now this is where it gets tricky because again, I did not ask for the divorce. So this is where I felt like I became the villain in some way in order for my ex to explain to others what, what led up to this divorce. Um, so 
And I didn't defend myself, y'all. I was just like, fuck it, whatever. It's going to be what it's going to be. It's going to be what it's going to be. I'm going to move on with my life. God, I said, if the man asked for a divorce, I mean, I was going to snap out, give it to him. So we're going to move forward. And it took me, I think I was in depression for like two years until the divorce was final. COVID hit in 2020. So we, he asked for the divorce in 2018, 2019, January 2019. I moved out after we told our kids. We had to wait a year because I had a minor and um, COVID hit. That's fucked up. <laughs> you going to divorce me and now I can't even date because I can't be around people? Right. right. COVID, COVID hit and that pushed the divorce back because we couldn't get into court. You know, it was, it pushed it back like six months before we could actually get everything finalized. So my divorce was final in 20, like the summer of 2020. As a matter of fact, July 16, 2020, which is the day we got married on 25 years prior. Um, not July 16, 1994 is when we got married and July 16, 2020 is when the divorce was final. All so we're still picking up the full pieces. circle. Full circle, the undoing. That's why my podcast is called All Things Undone. All things because it, it was literally like this this house that we built and we took that bitch down brick by brick. And we're in, and we are still uh rebuilding our lives from from it and moving forward. So that's kind of what led to what led to it was my husband accused me of having an affair. Now, mind you, I had had an affair in 2008. So when I became this workaholic and I was at work a.m. p.m., I was at work all the time. And again, I love this power trip that I was on. And I don't know how else to call it. That's just the honest to God's truth. My husband didn't even recognize me. So I can understand how he would think I was having an affair at that time. I was not. But what threw me was he kept accusing me to the point where I was like, well, are you doing something? <laughs> like, you know. Yeah, that's hurt, dangerous hurt, territory for me. I heard dog will holler. Like, why you keep bringing mm-hmm. this up if I'm telling you I'm not, and you could clearly come, you can see where I'm at. You can ride down the street and see my car. You can come to the security desk. I don't care if it's 10 o'clock at night. Guess where I was, Ricky? I mean, uh, I <laughs> guess where I was? Is they going to call me on my government? I know. I'm sorry. <laughs> I, was, I was at that, that plastic call center. Yep. So I'm like, well, how? But anyway, I finally come to the conclusion. And then, of course, intuition and people actually coming to tell me things i'm like okay it confirmed what i, I thought was happening um so it's like okay cool something else they have to come to terms with even though there's there's no definitive um proof to a thing you know what i mean you just got to so, be okay with not having the answers and moving forward so, so i want to pause you though because we mm-hmm. so it was, it was a two-year process basically yeah it was and it did involve depression oh, uh, God, and as yes. you said undoing everything that you built for 25 years brick by brick right that sounds absolutely excruciating don't tell you i mean trust me i ain't gonna lie to you i'm the type of i'm like just rip the band-aid off like you said for instance i'll just say you said some women have it uh they have it tougher post divorce because this this this. i was done with mine and i'm like fuck it i left with a truck and a tub of clothes that's all take everything I mean, that's when you know you out mm-hmm. i'm out <laughs> you feel me Dose it. take it take everything mm-hmm. take it i ain't fighting i ain't doing nothing take it mm-hmm. uh what you do with it from there is up to you if you keep it you lose it whatever whatever take it why i had a son 
on the way. Not here. He was on the way. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, I don't need you to scrap, claw, none of that to get none of it. It's already there. Right. All right. But what you do with it from there is on you. But yeah, I'm not I'm not fighting nobody or none of that. I'm fuck out of here. Cool. Right. You can have it. Go on about your business. Dante. Yes, sir. Show us second time. We won't go back to the first one. Why we can't start with the first one? <laughs> He said, I want to talk about it. I want to get a little <laughs> No, uh, well, show us what divorce looked like the first time around. Uh, the first from, one from was a male's that... perspective with children. Oh, I was all fucked up because, uh, first of all, like I said, you you crushing my dream. That's all I wanted was, was a family and a house. That's that was my dream since I was a, a child. So, um, just think, ladies, about... there are men out here who want serious commitment. My three mm-hmm. kids, I can't wake up and see them every day. Oh man, look here. That shit was crushing. So, and my middle child, he took it the worst. Like the first time, the first drop off, bringing him back home, broke down crying. He was like, it's not right. It's not right. Right. My and kids I was like, I, like, what are you? Because at this time, he is. Damn, how to turn the whole goddamn truck around. <laughs> You have to might, come get him yourself. He might have been like first grade, second grade. So it's not right, huh? It's like not he fair. was, he was it's upset. Like. Yeah. like he really wanted to test some shit up, and but, I ain't got no words for him. Like right. I don't know what. Like all I could do was hug him and hold him. As a man, I, I'm actually too. That shit feel like a punch in the balls when you like you got you see a problem with your child and you can't fix that shit. Let me say it like this. Just like I told my therapist before, you know, I was I got PTSD with the military and everything. So they asked me, have I ever been suicidal? Never suicidal, but I felt like I did not want to be here anymore. Like for to see him that hurt. Like, yeah, like I was like, damn, there's nothing I can say or do to make him feel better about this. Like it really fucked me up. And then I got to go home and I don't get any rest because all I'm thinking about is I can't do shit for him. And then not being able to see them and wake up to them every day. That shit was crushing for me. Now, aside from that, that house, you know, I worked hard for that. Like I said, she was a stay at home wife. So I worked hard for that. Now, because you, I'm not, I'm not an argue. I'm not a fighter like that. So, and I'm not going to make this messy for the kids either. So, we talked, and she's like, no, the kids stand with me. Like, all right. Why the, they should always be with their mother. Like, for why do you feel that that's the case? What mother would not be with their kid? You know what? I see this is not gonna be a logical conversation. So okay, uh, like I said, I don't want to make this messy for the kids. On top of that, she gave me a false hope, and I gave myself a false hope too. She knew she tailored the conversation pretty well. You know, while we're going through the divorce, saying, uh, you know, there's a chance we could get back together at, at another time. Now, again, because I love I love my family <laughs> so much. And I'm not I'm trying to make shit as easy as possible. I don't want to ruffle any feathers anyway. So. My dumb ass signed these papers and I worked. 
the wording in it basically said uh when it's time to sell the house she get she basically got two-thirds of the money and i got one-third of the money wait what what no no Mm-mm. Mm-mm. no 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 hell no 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 i refuse no no Sir, I do not appreciate your commercial, just so you know. But uh <laughs> anyway, so yeah, I fucked myself in that in that situation because I think I'm still keeping hope alive that hey, maybe we could get back together, you know. Maybe if I pray about it harder, we can get back together and work this out sometime. But uh I, I went through that. I can understand that sentiment completely. Yeah. Pray harder. Yeah, I mean, emotionally, I'm still fucked up about this. So, yeah, I'm any little glimmer of hope, right? That false hope, yeah, I'm gonna believe in it. That's when a man is uh, broke. Seven, seven, to go uh, back to work, seven stages of grief. Uh huh. And go then, it. on top of that, mm-hmm. men take it from me. So I fucked up again <laughs> with the uh with child support. So with the child support, I said. We did the the calculator or whatever, and I said, you know what? Throw another two hundred on top of that. So I'm do a, that for because I'm a good daddy, and I don't want you to yeah. make it out to be that I'm a fucked up daddy. But but you just gave a two thirds. Hey, hey, be quiet and listen. Oh, the house. Oh, wait a minute now. Hold listen, on. no, the, the house wasn't sold. Okay, at the time it was if the house got sold. Now again, this was me keeping hope alive. That's why I'm saying learn from my mistakes, okay? Okay. Hey, you just supposed to be a spectator right now, okay? I'm listening, sir. Yeah, I promise. Put headphones off and put them back on. Anyway, <laughs> so instead of doing that, you keep your money and you do your extra for your kids on your own. So instead, now I got I'm locked into that extra two hundred too. But again, it is what it is. Like I said, I love the hell out of my kids now. Um, and we've been through some rough ass patches. We good now, me and me and mom. We good now, but been some rough ass patches, hella disrespect. And in my head, I'm like, if you could turn into a man for 30 seconds, I'll fuck you up. <laughs> 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 but <laughs> hey, I know I'm not the only one that felt that you're way. You're not, you're not, you're not. But um, oh now, my god, that was the first marriage. Now let's get to the second mm-hmm. one. <laughs> so with the second marriage uh again we try i tried to get the therapy and all that good stuff it never happened didn't work out um but again one thing about a divorce once you realize you can live through that shit it's easy to let go of another marriage boy it's real easy if it's not going right so ultimately like i said i we many times there were we were at odds or we had you know not agreed and i said we're not gonna make it if we we got to get some therapy so i don't need no therapy i'm like i'm telling you at this rate we will not make it you threatening me i'm not threatening you i'm telling you (laughs) this is just a fact that we are not going to make it because we are not we can't get on the same page and you don't even want to try so we fucked up 
So ultimately a situation happened um that I felt like we couldn't recover from. Hmm. Now it wasn't it wasn't cheating or anything, but um we had a disagreement. She was enraged and she felt like what she told me is she felt like that her life was threatened somehow. Now, mind you, at this time, anybody that knows me, I had a medical boot on my foot because I have torn my Achilles. I was in the healing process. And hell, I might have been 30 feet away from her at this time in a medical boot. So I can't move that fast anyway. But long story short, she was upset, frustrated about some other shit that happened earlier that day. And she went and grabbed her gun and proceeded. Oh, yeah. Um, Now, all I could do was shake my head. And I was like, I just laughed. I was like, I couldn't believe it. Hey. That's crazy. Hey. Uh, But again, like I said, it's those those past issues were creeping up because Again, oh. you've been through some things in your past life, but I'm not that guy. So I can't pay for somebody else's mistakes. Mm-hmm. Right. But again, we weren't, there was, there was no hostility on my end. I will say that, but yeah, she was highly upset. And another thing with her, she signed up for something that she never wanted. And when I say that, she told herself and she ended up telling somebody I know close to me that she said, I would never, I told myself I'd never get with somebody who had small children. So I was already oh. no go list. So, I'm a hell of a guy. But at the same time, if my three kids already disqualified me, we shouldn't be together. I was like, how you end up there then? Again. I didn't even, she never told me these things. These are some of the, the sex must have been bomb or like the, the, the <laughs> physical attraction must have been like just through the roof. Like I'm trying to figure out like, cause you got That's the hell of a cold to break. Right. You, 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 you dated, you, you got to the point of marriage. What was yeah. the deciding factor to get to the point of marriage? It had to be some, something there to bind y'all together to, to want to get married that second time. Yeah. I mean, other than it, physical it attraction, that was definitely trauma physical bond. Attraction. It might be a trauma bond. Yeah. What do you mean, trauma? Phys- uh, any, 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 any connections from the past that y'all could con- could link to each other and feel like form some kind of connection based on, you know, like some no. people go through things. Like I said, on my end, they- it was, um, I I heard everything that that was right. Because again, we can all wear masks, even just like when you go to a job interview. I can tell you everything I'm going to do. But then when I get that job, I'd be like, man, fuck, I ain't doing all that. I'm going to do it this way. Was this one that, this was the older woman, right? The older woman, yes. Has she been married before? Yes, she had been married before. And she had kids? Yes. But her kids were older. So, but again, this was, and her, she told me, um, you know, she didn't want to deal with baby mama drama. And I told her, man, man, they mama good now, which was, you know, true. Now, one thing I realized is it's not always the baby mama that's bringing the drama. 
So let her know that it was her choice. There were no victims, only volunteers. She volunteered to get in that spot with a man with small children. So right. again, like I said, with me and my the my kid's mother, we were good. We were on good terms. We talk on the phone and you know, we converse about things dealing with the kids. So there were times where I saw she was upset that she was calling, you know, their mom was calling me. Mm-hmm. Or, you know, she felt like, hey, y'all don't need to talk about that. Like, um, first of all, anything dealing with the kids, you know, we're both a part of that. So oh, she need to make that so, decision on her own. Like, no, oh, that's goodness. that's not how this is working. Can I put my female two cent in here? What I, what, what it sounds like? It sounds we got like a minute like, and a half. Go ahead. It sounds like physical attraction. Like that second marriage was like hot and heavy physical attraction. Maybe the sex was bomb. You can answer that. I don't know. We don't need to know. But maybe it was. But it sounds like that she just built this whole fantasy in her head about what you were going to be or what she could get you to do based on the physical shit she was doing in that relationship. And I hate to say that. You can't get away with them kids, but some women are shallow to the point where it's just like this pussy got him so he gonna do whatever. And it just sounds like it's just, it was straight <laughs> physical, like she could say and do anything to you. Nah. And she thought she was gonna get on board with that shit. Cause some women just think they sex that bomb. I don't know. Well, I think I think in her case, she's used to having uh some people that are controlling don't even know they're controlling because nobody has ever checked them, you right. know, in life. Because they don't even want to deal with that argument or you know that confrontation. I think that's true in her life as well. So but here's a fun um, fact though for future for everyone that's watching and listening. Infatuation can last up to 36 months. I went to school for communications mm -hmm. to study about it. So when you jump in relationships with people, 36 months is how long infatuation infatuation can last. Make sure it ain't just infatuation before you decide to take that big step with somebody. That's just my that out. But like you said, Dante, do the work. Yeah. Do the work. Mm-hmm. If we do the work, don't bullshit the process. We'll be straight. Let's pause right here for a sec, man. We got to take one last break, and we're going to come back, and we're going to cook this thing on that, man. This is the IMO Podcast. I'm your host, Dwayne Sutton. We will be right back here on BWNC Radio. And go pee and come right back. back here live on bwnc radio youtube what's happening facebook what up though twitter what's happening Sean? how y'all doing man everybody good as young people say we gucci 
Oh Lord! <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man, this is the Adam Wool Podcast. I'm your host Dwayne Sutton, aka Wool. Miss Cheryl Bryce Nathaniel is here with us tonight. Dantez Dawson, aka Tez the Reacher, is here with us tonight. And uh, like I told you, man, we talking divorce, but not only divorce, life after divorce. So, good people, let's do this. We've talked about the red flags, the signs of when things start falling apart. We've talked about being in the midst of the storm, the actual fucking divorce itself, the mess that it creates, the bodies it leaves behind, the therapy sessions that are need to be set, the Christmases that were ruined. Lord Jesus. Right, right, Girl, I'm, right. just, I'm still blown. <laughs> um, <laughs> but on the other side of that, the sun will shine again. There is life after divorce. How do you start picking up the pieces? Dante, I'm going to get popping with you. How do you start picking up the pieces of this once upon a time life and now say, I'm going to start something new? Ooh. All right. So, again, that first one had me all fucked up. I had the Anthony Hamilton bid for a little minute. Uh, no, nah, I wasn't feeling good about that shit at all. Uh, hey, I was all fucked up. But, uh... <laughs> Not the patches, boy. Uh-uh, it was patchy as hell. <laughs> now nah, I was only for a few days, and I'm like, I gotta get back clean. I can't get do this. Get that shit back off my face. Right. Beer gang, beer gang. Yeah, that's me. Let go. Ahead. But, um... So, yeah. From the male perspective, I hear women all the time talking about how much, you know, child support ain't shit or whatever. Um, but from the male perspective, understand I have to find somewhere else to live. For one. And I'm still a portion of my income is going there. None of your income comes here. No matter how long the kids are with me. If the kids come with me for the summer, there is no legal obligation for you to send you, me anything. You are contributing to two households no matter what. Right. Now, when you come up short on your end, or you tell them no for whatever reason, they're going to come to me. So, whether I agree with your no or not, number one, um, I got to make my own decision. Uh, you know, finances on do I get this for them or not? Um, so yeah, it's you got to have that extra income set aside, that extra money stashed to the side for the kids beyond what you have set aside already and allocated for your household with them and what you're sending as child support. Um, aside from I feel, that, I feel you. <coughs> Hell, I'm I'm weary when it comes to dating. You don't know who's real and who's acting. Huh? Yeah, and on top of that, because um, the mask, they you don't know how long anybody you can wear a mask for a long ass time. Number so one, do it the entire life. Mm -hmm. Number two, right. um, as far as these kids, I'm not bringing you around them until I know that I know that I know. So that might be a long ass time, and you might not like that, but I'm not gonna keep bringing people around them that may not be here right. and I'm as optimistic as I am about love 
again, now I'm weary about um, am I being too optimistic? Am I overlooking some shit? So now I'm I'm weary on who I'm talking to and I'm analyzing every fucking thing. And again, you're going to tell me everything. You can possibly tell me everything I want to hear. And you very well might believe that. But people do grow apart. So again, that's the that's the scary part for me. Because again, I love love. So at this point, it's <laughs> very analytical and I'm paying attention to everything. And you have to be open to, first of all, being selfless. Mm. Mm-hmm. Uh, my kids, your kids, they're our kids. There will be no division. Say that shit. Say that shit. Right. There cannot be right. any division. Mm-hmm. Um, and if you have kids, are you open to another man stepping in to a, a, a father-like figure role? Say that shit. Are you willing to be a mother to my kids? Because if mm-hmm. I can't parent your kid, you and your kid can get from around me. That's right. That's right. It's no. It's a no-go. Yeah. So, I mean, it's... <laughs> It's one of those things you think about, like, is, am I going to be alone the rest of my life? And can I, am I going to be okay with that? Mm-hmm. So ultimately, that's where you have to, uh, you have to make your peace with that. That's a very strong possibility. Um, and again, right now, my my mission now is to be the best dad that I can be. Mm-hmm. That's it. Um, and yes, I would love to have some companionship. I would love to. I was kind of scared of marriage again to get married again now. Now to have a significant other, we just, can we can have a connection. Hey, again, because again, I, I don't lost the house and I don't lost money in both in both marriages. Shit. And I'm not talking. I'm not talking about a little bit of money. So, yeah, at this point, can we just say we married? <laughs> so we're, we're, not even, we're not even doing the business side of this shit. Look, like, look, can we just do you like me? Check your son, right? right. We're gonna be life partners, yeah. We're gonna take it back to second grade. Check the box, Ted. Is you 40 yet, man? Uh uh-uh, uh, no, not at all. Oh, well, look, let me let me go ahead and tell you right now. Uh, nah, bro, you, you ain't even got to worry about it. You, you very young, very, very much a lot of life left in you. Uh, I don't think you have to worry about being alone, my brother. No. Don't you forty? No, he's not forty. I'm under. You under forty? But, but at the oh, same yeah. time, like I said, it's, it's, it's coming for you. You just have to make sure that everybody's being transparent and being mm-hmm. selfless. Why are you right. still young enough to get a cougar? You all right? Right. <laughs> <laughs> it's the best kind to have. Right now. <laughs> yeah. That thing don't even go around no more. It's gonna... <laughs> Sarah. Dude, yeah. Yeah. Come on up to him. Life okay, after so, divorce. Life after divorce. Okay, so once you get past, like he said, the, the depression and, and 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 you're you you get to a point where like you're building. For me. 2020 was rough because I was processing the fact that this divorce was final. And then everybody was like, oh, just go out and date, go out and date, go out and date, blah, blah, blah. So 2021, I started dating. Uh, Dating sucks balls, okay? (laughs) To the point that, especially online dating, online dating is shit. Um, 
I, I don't even know how else to say Hey, that's the like, devil. Time out, sir. We, of high-ass shit. We dealing with fake people face-to-face. You were online? I went online because people were like, oh, try this site, try this hey, site. I, don't so try I tried to... a couple. I tried a couple of sites. And like as he said, people have masks on. So you don't get to see the real person. You get to yeah. meet their representative. And uh, so me being in my 40s and, and having to go through this long process of being, I'm not even looking for a husband. I was just trying to find some companionship. I've dated older guys. When I say older, because at one point in my mind, I'm thinking, I'm just going to date old ass men because they got to be better. <laughs> no, let me tell y'all something. Let me tell y'all something, ladies. You cannot tell growth by age. Okay? Hey, you <laughs> can tell that to the men, called, too. That's right, called sugar cannot, daddy you stage. Take, you can't do it. So I was like, I'm not, I got off the dating sites. I ain't on no dating sites because that's just for the birds. So that was tough trying to figure out, like he said, people, you analyze everybody because you've been hurt. You don't want to go through this again. For me, marriage is for life. I am pro-marriage. So I'm not going to be out here just giving my cookies away to any and everybody. As a matter of fact, you can't even get my conversation at this point if (laughs) if you don't come at me right from the get-go. And and I mean that. And I have to learn to be okay. And I want to hey, Hold on, hold on. Shit. I'm going to pause right because I want to hear okay from you. I want to hear from okay. you. When you say come at you right, what does come at you right sound like, Cheryl? Please. Come at me right sounds like if, first of all, I would like for you to meet, I would like to meet you in person. I don't like people getting in my messages, in my DMs, in my Facebook messenger with, hey, how are you? You won't get a reply from me with, hey, how are you, unless you're coming with something that's gonna blow my mind as an as a conversation starter opener. Like some fun fact or some shit that's so you know Jesus wall, Christ like, is your Lord and Savior. That, that's us absolutely gonna get blocked. You block <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, please come at me with some genuine, authentic conversation. Are you approachable guys. in the in the grocery store? I'm very approachable in the grocery store. But here's okay. the thing in the grocery store. When guys tell me hello in the grocery store, and I'm like, they're like, hey, how are you? I'm like, Hey, how are you? Now, if I don't, if I'm not attracted to you in that moment and you keep talking to me, I'm gonna keep it pleasant, but I'm just that's where it's gonna stay. Can I have your number? No, thank you. I do appreciate okay. that though. That's so polite of you. See, I'm asking because no, hey, men have been cussed out and you know, gave given a death stare at you know, a time opposite. or two in life. I'm so I'm just you know, nice. I'm, women I'm wonder why you know why can't somebody just come up and talk to me it's not you it's somebody another female that came before you rejection is yeah. powerful it is it is yeah. powerful so that's been that's been tough um have i had a couple of flings yeah just for fun just for shits and giggles are they blocked now yes bless their hearts they just went by the way <laughs> shit and giggle that's what that was <laughs> the shits and giggles let's just be honest <laughs> So I'm taking my time on this other side of things. I decided, ladies, to learn me, to find out what I love, what I don't love, hobbies that I need she to pick up that I wanted to do. So I invested in myself. Yes, we have one of those lovely <laughs> B.O.B. We have a Bob. We have a Bob. Do y'all know what a Bob is? Explain that, please. No. Nope. Bob is a, a battery-operated boyfriend. He's mm-hmm. in the drawer. He never gives us any problems. Mm-hmm. And when we just absolutely need a companion or just, you know, to release a little bit, we just pull that bitch out and put him back up. Now, is that does that replace an actual man? No. Do I miss companionship? Absolutely. I do. <laughs> I do. I do so much. 
But at the same point, I, I just don't want anybody in my space, right? I just don't want anybody in my space. So ugh, that's the hard part. But that's where I'm at right now on my journey because I feel a man who finds a wife finds a good thing. And I am a wife material. So I just can't be out here mixing my energy with any old body. So that's me. I am enjoying life. I go out, I party. If you follow me on social media, I'm always posting when I'm out somewhere. Do you get to see my life? No, you don't. But you get to see the fun <laughs> moments. <laughs> hey, man. So I'm out here living and having fun. I think that's that's the best way to do it is for me to continue to heal. And I've also learned, you guys, uh, now that I've done therapy myself and I've learned to look within to heal, I have learned to look for holes in my own logic when I am conversing with the opposite sex. When I am having conversation with guys, and then we, we we are talking about a particular thing that I may not necessarily agree on. I do a mental a Rolodex in my head. Well, let me poke holes in, holes in my own logic, logic to see if what I'm saying is making sense in this scenario. I've learned to see it from the other person's perspective and not just female to male, but female to female. Because a lot of times we don't see eye to eye and we should as females. We should always have each other's back no matter what. So I'm learning. And so I just decided to take this time and this after as I'm walking in my own sunshine to learn me so that the next relationship that comes along, uh, hopefully it's organic, you know, and this person will step up and, and be the guy who can take charge. I would really love that. I would really love for a guy to to plan the date. If you're going to get me up walk in the in messenger, I really do. Because I have... In my life in general, I'm walking uh, around here like I got a dick and balls, and I do not have one of those. <laughs> she got you know? that box. Cheryl, you have a question from one Jonathan Hawkins. Would you like to hear that? Hi, Jonathan. Thanks for supporting. What's the question? Question is, Cheryl, want to be hard for a man to help you get to that climax if Bob is hanging around asking for the potential brothers? <laughs> I'm not no, gonna lie. I, I have I was, a res I have a response to that, but y'all go. I'm, I'm gonna, gonna say go no because Bob is a mechanical instrument, so he can right. one movement. I don't care how many 25 different vibrations they have on there. It's not organic. It's mm -hmm. not a real man. It's mm -hmm. not his real body parts. It's not his real mouth. Mm -hmm. So for the guys, and let me tell you something. Uh -oh. oh my God, brothers! Mm -hmm. Let me tell you. The clitoris is an inverted penis. You know what? The same shit you like done to your clitoris, your penis, do it to the fucking clit. It's the hey, same man. thing. It's an inverted. <laughs> they don't hey, get man. it right. They just hey. don't get it right. Hey, okay, that's hey, hey, hey. That's that's my bit on that one. Oh no, 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 no. I'm not mad at you, but let me tell you something. Do an episode on it. No, 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 no. We ain't got to We'll 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 do. Listen, we'll do. We'll we'll definitely have a sex talk. Um, but one thing, whoa, don't play around right here. Yeah. Uh. Oh, I'm sorry. My followers know how to eat the box. We know exactly. <laughs> like, we had our talk yesterday. We understand. You follow I and Woe podcast. Them tips is out there. They yeah, out there. You feel me? Um, but now alphabet out on it. That's it. I mean, I'm I'm assuming he asked right. that no. question because yeah. Go ahead. Go ahead. That's what I want to hear. Some some women use it too often, so they're desensitized. Mm -hmm. So, I think that's where he was going with. It. I can I can feel you. I on that. that. I can I feel you that. on that, but I think it's a two part thing, fellas. 
It's 2023. Let me go ahead and help you understand something. Hi, my name is Walt, middle name Nasty. Understand who I am. Listen, uh, these women got toys. They got toys galore. They got toys that'll do some things that you yourself have said, I will never in my life do. That toy will do it. Now, here's the thing. You can sit here and say, I'm Mike. I don't need a Scotty. Or you can understand how to get these rings. Mike and Scotty were great together. <laughs> you feel me? Learn to be a teammate. You will become a much dangerous, much amazing lover when you can cooperate <laughs> and coexist with Bob. Let me I tell you what you do when you... Mike you break Bob kid. out and you Mike break Gatorade out. I'm not fucking with Bob. Uh, <laughs> you feel me? I'm not ten. I'm not afraid of Bob. I am not afraid of Bob. You not one be. bit. You shouldn't be. And I'm like, well, I'm not the kind of woman that's gonna be using it to the point where I'm desensitized. Because why the fuck would you do that to yourself? But again, different strokes for different folks. Some women are really highly sexual. But because mm -hmm. we're in this society and, and, and society doesn't view women as sexual beings, sometimes our sexual needs get overlooked. And so we just resort to doing what we need to do because we're not able to be openly sexual in the way that a man is openly sexual. But no, Bob could never replace an organic guy. Like ever, Men ever, women ever, do, ever, ever. They do things <laughs> for two different reasons. Like a man going to do it because he just need the nut. Right. A, a woman do it because she's missing the intimacy and this is the only thing available. Yeah. But most times, most women get involved with sex because they want the intimacy. It's unfortunate not a lot of men are intimate. Yes. Yeah, it's it's about if you're a, a selfless lover or not. There you go. <gasps> that part. That what yeah. he said. It's a difference right. between fucking and actually mm -hmm. being intimate with each other. Right. Like, bro, if I draw still around her ankle, y'all are not <laughs> Y'all are not being intimate. Yeah, we, we want to be caressed and made love to. We want to be intimate. Like we do the sex part because guys love the sex part and I love the sex part. I'm not gonna even lie. I'm maybe I'm just in a <laughs> shit. But I love all of it. But yeah, the hugs and the kisses and the caresses, give me that too. Don't just like throw me up against the wall it's, and be like 50 pumps in and you done. I'm about to put you in your throat. Intimacy is this. It's not even just the hugs and kisses. Right. See. Your body gonna say some shit that your mouth won't. Right. And it's my job to listen. And I can't hear it if we don't have an intimate connection. Now, my boy say, Mr. Sutton, are you suggesting that we should invite Bob to be a teammate? No. <laughs> uh, let me tell you what you do, bro. Let me tell you what you do. Yes, sir. Um, I ain't I am not the type that's afraid. Babe, come here. Let's get on this site. Let's, let's, let's look on look on this thing together. You know what I'm saying? Let's look on this thing together. You can find some his and hers, or you can find some her and hers, or you can find. But this it's a little bit of something for some for everybody. You can't be afraid to go look and go shopping and say, "Hey man, this, I ain't trying I'm to hear adding this. this to my repertoire." You're not trying to hear this. Uh uh, fuck Bob. Um, <laughs> <laughs> see, see, if Bob got to come out, I, I feel like I need to. Well, that's the thing. Up. It ain't even the if. It ain't even like okay. Again, it's an intimacy thing. Mm -hmm. So, like, there are some things that can happen during sex that technically will require more than one person. 
Now, if you ain't the type to say I'm finna let somebody else off up in here to do this shit, you need ball. But women have so many different sensations in so many different parts of their body. Trust me, dog. <laughs> the intensity is going to be out of this world. Anyway, yes, I'm saying, fellas, drop your insecurities. Make Bob your Scotty Pippen. God damn it. That's how I feel. Um, Miss Cheryl, does the situation dictate whether it's a lovemaking session or... Hold on. Oh, wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Hold on. Hold on. Because these are parts of, you know, post marital. Hey. I think yeah, at this point, you know, having a two box of Well, at this point in the game, it, it just depends on what the situation calls for. Sometimes it just depends on what the situation calls for. I'm not saying that I'm. Because like I told y'all, I'm out here, I'm living my life, and I don't know, I don't know, I, I, I got like, I don't know what you call him. Well, I do have like somebody who could, if I need to call him, I'm going to call him, and he's going to come get me right. Yeah, All right. Louisa, so, so you. Right. Yeah, so okay. Shit, let, let, we got that's somebody your, that's to knock your, that's down. That's your, that's your little yeah. I need to get it knocked down. My little yeah. My little yeah. That'll come knock it down if I need to knock down, and it just depends on what the situation calls for. Sometimes it's fast, fast, and you know, sometimes it's like, let's get it in. So, yeah. Right. I got an issue. I need to be scratched. So, I'm not telling y'all I'm out here, you know, being. Go, go to hell. I'm doing what I'm going to do. Big delivery. My little yeah. I don't think yeah, I answered so your question earlier either. The, um, Give him it. Um, I think you asked me about how long the process was for the divorce. The first one, shit, that was like a year and a half. I say mm-hmm. the second one, that might have been three months. That's it. Hey. There wasn't no kids involved. Hey. Wasn't no kid. Hey, and again. I'm leaving the same way I showed up. Huh? Hey, once this situation is over with, like it's over with. So, uh, yeah, I, I skated out to the courthouse quick. Because, again, it's so it. much easier for you to let some shit go after you don't live through one that you thought you was going to, you know, not recover from. Once this one went south and it was like a point of no return, like, oh, don't worry about it. I'll be back but with there are some some success stories though. Like like Dwayne is married a second time. Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah. There are plenty of success stories. I, yeah, I'm yeah, yeah. This. I, I, Let me jump in on that. I, of course, in my former life when it wrapped, um, I said I would never mm. fuck marriage. This shit is for the birds. I ain't doing this shit no more. Like people as actors and actresses, they lied. I ain't doing this shit no more. Like, I'll just, we just going to go together. You feel me? Um, And it just so happens that I ain't really make it too far down that train track because I met somebody who was like, damn, I said never, didn't I? That was mm-hmm. wrong. And, and and that's when you know something real struck because you all of a sudden, I'm the type of person, when I say something, I stand in it. Mm-hmm. So if I actually second guessing, then this must be something real genuine here. And um, um, we were married June of 2012. Right. And um, now my first time, you know, I was married. 
October 03. I was 21. I just turned 21. And uh, that was, we were separated, you know, by 08. Um, Didn't really become official because the state of Mississippi is really like, they some fuck boys. But um, didn't become official to like 2011. Yeah, because they let other people control your life. But anyway, got we are we are officially on 10 years of marriage. What but before we even talked about marriage, came to this, I did like you, you know, I started off the relationship of I need to be open and transparent about things I've been through. Because mm-hmm. I have triggers. Right. And I'm not saying that my triggers are um comparing you to her or anybody else from my past but i'm i'm saying that that puts me in a bad space and i just i need to you know can we avoid those things right um so we started with doing the work there Mm -hmm. the fact that we were doing this work lets me know where she stood because you know a lot of people like hold on you got a lot of shit going on Mm -hmm. and i'm the firm believer i don't think people come into a marriage and just all this baggage I got, and it's just gonna be gone. Now nah, let's let's try to take the big luggage and knock it down to a handbag, something smaller to carry around it. We still got some shit we got to deal with. Ain't nobody gonna okay. be just completely clear of all the other stuff. But anyway, she was willing to do that work with me, and then I was able to talk and ask questions uh, about things that in the past in relationships were frowned upon. And I was like, if this is this, why do I feel, I don't feel like it's wrong. And you talk and have these conversations and this person says, well, it, if you don't feel like it's wrong, what, what makes it wrong? So we start having, and I'm like, damn, she's allowing me to really examine myself and my thoughts. Mm-hmm. I ain't never had this shit before. And we have open discussions about, so now when we're ready to say I do, this isn't, my dad and mom's marriage, who's a pastor, by the way. Right. This isn't my grandparents, but this is ours. And we can do whatever we want with this because forever's a mighty long time. Right. I promised this woman forever. Now, if we're going to do forever, we're going to do forever our way, what works for us. You feel me? And nobody can't say shit about it. They could try to point fingers all they want to, but guess what? We happy over here. Mm-hmm. And you don't know what goes on behind my walls. So we straight. We good on it. But that's where the success came in for me because it's like I now have peace. I now know joy. Not even happiness. Joy. I'm free to be me. I ain't got to hide nothing. I ain't got to, to bury my head. Because I don't like, I'm going to tell you right now, out and open. Cheryl, I'm the type of man if you find, goddammit, you find. Right. And, but I don't, you know, it's been people in other relationships, the fine woman come around, they got. Right. Like, nah, I mean, like, you guys' creation. And I ain't finna be disrespectful, but right. I ain't dead either. Right. Like I said, we married, we ain't dead. Right. Yeah. Damn, come on, man. It's unrealistic. I promise you. Go ask your mama right now what she think about Denzel. Go ask your go ask your grandma what she think about Sydney Portier and Harry Belafonte. She don't talk about your granddaddy like that. It's okay. These mm-hmm. folks is married. They not dead. <laughs> Stop with this unrealistic shit. Right. 
Right. And all of a sudden, now because we married, nobody else can ever be attracted to you ever, ever. And look, the fuck? Come on, man. Mm-hmm. I think that's what keeps it exciting, the fact that you are open, you are transparent, and if you all are in, in, in public together, then if you say, oh, man, blah, 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 you know, she, she, she's beautiful or he's handsome, your partner should be secure enough and be like, oh, yeah, he's cool. Like, if you're a dude or if it's a woman, yeah, she's beautiful. Case in point, I went to a party last night, and I went to the wine store to get wine, and as I'm going into the store, a couple is coming out of the store. Now... The guy, he puts his head down and the woman looks dead at his ass like, you better not fucking look. Man. Why do that? I mean, it's, it's I'm literally walking that's, in the store. Y'all are coming right at me. I can see you. I can see y'all. Like, chick, I can see you looking at him and he automatically know. You, y'all see the dudes. Y'all just know. Listen, and he just it, drop his it, head. It was sad, like, boy. That thing. So a lot of people do well. I'm gonna say it like this: a lot of women do not understand. As a whole, women are not a safe place for that man. Sure. Now we do have some good ones. There are some good ones out there. However, for the most part, that man is not allowed to express himself and be open and honest and vulnerable. Probably, I'm coming to you. I'm gonna answer that. Um. How do I react when she does it? First and foremost, I don't give a fuck. Oh, uh, secondly, because she is an she's an adult. You feel me? And that's the way I view that's the way I view life. We both grown. We both yeah, we married, but we both grown. Um, if you know anything about my wife, here's this. Go to her Facebook page. She got more pictures of Adrian Peterson and Michael Jordan up than me. <laughs> You know what I say about I don't give a fuck. Because <laughs> who she home with, mm-hmm. who she's actually spending time, who she's actually making love to, you know, that intimate right. shit. You know, mm-hmm. that intimate shit. Like, I'm cool with that, bro. Like, that shit don't, ain't no skin off my back, not one bit. It really don't. long as you understand who I am and you actually have an appreciation for me. I, you ain't dead. I'm not going to sit here and expect you to just all of a sudden not these men are no longer attracted to you. Lessons to you, Queen. You know, hey. Mm-hmm. He did what? He, he made you feel some kind of way? Well, shit. All right. You ready to go home? You ready to go to that? Right, right, right. <laughs> Look, appreciate it, bro. <laughs> Emasculating as fuck. Excuse me. Wait a minute, bro. Which part? You talked about the whole making people turn their head. It is, cause you know that's like that's like uh when you when you holding the kid hand a little five six year old when you walk in the store and you tell them they better not touch that truck, don't even look over there. It's the same thing they do to a grown ass man. That shit is sad. We all grown. Don't do that. Like, why would you do that to? Are you that insecure? Like, if if I have a man, and there we are women out anywhere, know. and honestly, and, and women. Feel, I mean, men and women. If we see a a, a a bad bitch walk by both of us, guess what Cheryl about to do? Damn. <laughs> and that's that be the weird thing. The woman know you're gonna look because she noticed her ass too. All right, so we've had open discussions about this one later. So, like, it's okay, women, ladies, it does not make you a lesbian to appreciate another woman's body, her physical frame. It's okay to be attracted to it, yet, if you don't have a sexual desire for it, that's fine. But that doesn't make you a lesbian. You don't have to sit there and question yourself. Like, honestly, I'm finding out it's way more normal than y'all like to admit. 
going around with the titties. Okay, look at you. They sit up so nice. And they touch each other's titties. Like, trust me, like, if you got on a good bra and y'all together, like, girl, what you got on? What's that? They be touching all on your breast and everything. So, yeah, you know, don't be acting like because you seen that woman over there, you don't know her. And she got the perfect ass that you ain't looking. Because we looking. You know you done seen her booty before. <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> But now nah, themselves. They just take themselves too seriously. Just get over it. And that's Let what the insecurities go and just live. live. The whole go. the whole cheating thing, mm-hmm. it's put it like this. I know that Tez, you were talking about that earlier. Um the the accusations, you know, or or the the act of cheating without the sex or whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh, I get that part. I do. My thing is is this. Um just because we friends don't necessarily mean that that's what we talking about doing is soon as she turned her back, we talking about fucking. Mm-hmm. Nah. So I've dealt with in the past, just randomly, no names, no situations where people assume that because I have a female friend that, oh, your friend has to be my friend. Y'all ain't got shit in common. Yeah. I mean, I'll introduce y'all. I, don't be, I ain't going to be weird like that, but i introduce you. But y'all don't have to be friends. Y'all ain't got a motherfucker. I know. I know you. I know. Y'all ain't got nothing in common. Right. The only reason you saying it is because you don't trust her. You ain't got to worry about trusting her. You ain't married to her. You married to me. Do you trust right. me? Right. Trust, if I was in jeopardy right. of fucking this woman, don't you think I'd have a common sense? I don't need to be around her. Mm-hmm. I, don't, I don't need to be around her because she, she'll get fucked quick. I like give me that respect. The fact that you think you need to choose for me Mm -hmm. that you don't that's disrespectful to me as a man. Mm -hmm. Back back up off of that. Back up off of that. Uh um um I I don't like I know everybody had insecurities, but when your insecurities are so controlling Mm -hmm. that you make it hard to be around you. Listen, I I always say insecurities are your personal problem, but they end up being your spouse's or your significant other's headache if you don't want to deal with it. Hey, man, I'm just part, though. Like we're, we're all we're all adults, and I think we forget that when we get in relationships. The people we are committed to, that's a grown ass person, just like you're a grown ass person. So, like you said, don't be controlling what they do. Let them be the individual that they're gonna be. Love is freeing love is not a lockdown and i think people forget that if you say you love me truly unconditionally then you're gonna let me fly you're gonna let me spread my wings and i mean in a healthy way y'all know what mm-hmm. i mean like like uh Dwayne was saying it's it's like okay your wife is gonna let you be you you're gonna be free you're gonna think the way you want to think you're gonna look and, and vice versa that's mm-hmm. what makes for a healthy happy joyful relationship i'm free to be me i don't have to put myself in a box i right. don't have to work around and tiptoe around your insecurities you're allowing mm-hmm. me to be the adult that i am the individual individual that i am and i'm allowing you to do the same and when we come together it's gonna be so amazing right because we recognize that i can I'm fully love this you. man or this or this man can fully love me just like i am that was part of my bio when i was on the dating site if you love me you love me like this. I put several pictures up. I put a picture up with the, with this makeup on and this wig on. I had one up with no wig, no makeup on, because I want you to see. That's the best oh, way to come. Look like this. I'm 
me. That's the best. Listen. So other way I look too. <laughs> listen, women got to understand. Hair tied, chilling with no makeup on. That's when you're the prettiest. Right. All that, all that extra shit. That is not for no man. No, you and that's for other women. I'm gonna answer this question real quick. Whoa, but ain't it your job to help secure them at least? Nope. Um, I'm going to do my part in making you feel secure in yourself. How you feel about other women ain't got shit to do with me. You have to learn how to trust me. I'm not the last dude or the dude before that or any of that. I ain't never given you no reason whatsoever to not trust me. Right. You feel me? Something that fucked me up in my second marriage for a while was the fact that she didn't trust me, but then I came to the realization, like, and I had to talk with her, like, you don't trust anybody, do you? And she said, no. It's like, so I didn't take it personal anymore, but it was, you know, it was still an issue. However, mm-hmm. it didn't hurt as much because, you know, it wasn't that you were singling me out and you were, you know, not trusting me for a particular reason. You just... If you're not a trusting individual already, just like if you're not happy before you get in a relationship, mm-hmm. if you're not happy single, you're not going to be happy with somebody. Nope. Nope. That ain't going to change <laughs> shit. Right. You can't get it from external validation. You mm-hmm. have to be secure enough in yourself and internally validate yourself. I'm not saying that you got to be a, what's the word, conceited, but you got to love yourself. You got to know your right. worth. And, and when people say, I'm insecure about this. I don't trust. What you're saying is you don't trust yourself. You don't love yourself. You don't know yourself. You're not willing to explore yourself to get to know yourself. So therefore, all this fear inside of me that I have, I'm going to now project it onto my partner and let that be their problem now. And they can figure it out. And as long as they are validating me externally, Mm -hmm. then I'm happy with them. But the moment, and this is where I think divorce comes in at, the moment that they're no longer validating me and I don't feel happy, like they're right. not making me happy, then right. of course I'm going to divorce that person and dispose of them because they're no longer giving me what I want. Well, our foundation was shaky from the beginning. Right. Least, if that was the case. Because your happiness is internally. You get it first. Two things mm-hmm. can be true at the same time. Mm-hmm. So, like, for instance, I'll say this about saying insecurity, and we're going to get to this question. I want y'all to both get to this one. But Mm -hmm. two things can be true when it comes to insecurity. So, like, if there's you as a woman, and then there's another woman, okay? I feel you're beautiful. I feel you're intelligent. I feel you're vivacious for life. I feel you're sexy. If I look at this other woman, I'm going to tell her what I see. Now, here's the thing. Both things can be true. Just because I said, I told the other woman what I saw when I looked at her doesn't mean that you don't have those qualities. Mm-hmm. Stop being narcissistic with this shit. <laughs> what I said about her ain't got nothing to do with you and what I said about you ain't got nothing to do with her. Okay, Stop assuming that I'm sending a subliminal message because I said, man, she looked nice and she carried herself well. And y'all, Oh, so what you saying is I don't do that. Ain't nobody said shit about you. <laughs> this ain't got nothing what, to do with you I'll tell you what helped me change my perspective because when that divorce first happened I was thinking there's something wrong with me why doesn't he love me anymore it's got to be somebody else you know and I was internalizing and making everything my problem and a friend gave me this book called The Four Agreements 
And I read that book and I promise you, I live by four principles now. First one is this, let my word be impeccable. Let my yes be yes and my no be no. If I tell you yes, it's a yes. If I tell you no, it's a fucking no, period. Ain't no in between, ain't no gray area. Secondly, don't take it personally. Don't take it personally. And whatever you do, if someone else hurts you, that's something they got to deal with internally. I have learned that's none of my business. And as hard as my divorce was, my ex got some shit he got to figure out on his own. And guess what? That ain't none of my business. I learned not to take it personally. In any other situation in life, if it doesn't, if it's something I can't control, all I can do is control how I react to other people. Who I can control is me. So I don't take it personal. The next one is don't make assumptions. And we do this all day, every day. And I am, I am training my brain to not do this shit, to not make assumptions before you even have a conversation with a person. We wake up in the morning having assumptions about things. And so we meet people and automatically we judge them. We, we put this scenario in our head that they're X, Y, and Z based on some fabricated shit that our mind done told us that we don't even have no valid explanation for. And so we run with these assumptions. Don't make assumptions about anything. It has opened me up to, so, to, to communicate and connect with so many other people, not just intimately, but in business, like on so many different levels. And the last one is just do your best every day. If we worried about what we're doing every day, our best every day, everything else will fall into place. But what happens a lot of times, we get in a gray area, we take shit personally, we assume, assuming and we judging people all day long and we're not doing our best. And because we're not doing our best, we're miserable. And that's where that saying comes in, misery loves company. And unfortunately for your second marriage, Tez, my, my heart just went out to you with that. <laughs> You, 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 you ended up in something that was toxic that you didn't even realize from the get-go right. was toxic. And you just had to go through that and learn that lesson. Mm-hmm. My head's off to you. That was a hard one. That second one, damn. Yeah. Which um, keeps, me, keeps me single, right? <laughs> I got I'm, I'm going to come back to you, Jonathan. DT says, Cheryl, mm-hmm. you have a man, a man's way of looking at things. Cheryl's a very logical person. Yeah, they have a moments of emotion, but Cheryl's a very logical mm-hmm. person. Yeah. Um, Perlene asks, what was the name of that book again? It's called The Four Agreements by Don Miguel Ruiz. The Four and, Agreements um, by I will, Don Ruiz. I will send Ruiz you Ruiz. Um, Ruiz, R-U-I-Z. So it's uh, The Four Agreements. His first name is Don, last name Ruiz, R-U-I-Z. He has a series of books. But a friend gave, as a matter of fact, the guy I was dating in 2021 gave me that book. And that was his only reason to be in my life, I think, was to pass me that one, that <laughs> one nugget of truth. Because uh, we did not see eye to eye on a lot of things. And he loved to debate, but he got a good one in me because I love to debate. <laughs> and I don't, I don't, when it comes to debating, look, baby, look, we, I don't like to lose either. But I thought to myself, this is not the kind of relationship I want to be in. I don't want to constantly be in competition with the person that I'm supposed to be intimate with. So I absolutely ended that. I had to end that, that relationship. I tell him in a minute. When it comes down to it, and see that right there goes to what DT saying when he said with the man's logic. Men, fellas, I'm telling you right now. When it comes down to it, all that arguing, fighting, fussing, yada, yada, yada. You want to be right or you want to be happy? Right. More time, bro. If you just choose happiness, want some let, let them have that shit because I promise you it ain't no big deal. Mm-hmm. In the end, if you know you right, what the church said, without a shadow of a doubt, you know you right, promise you she going to come back around with her little way of apologizing. Yeah. You hungry? Hey, not you all the time. Me? 
You want me to fix some chicken? <laughs> I ain't say she gonna say I'm sorry. She she gonna apologize her way. You want me to fix some chicken? You know that chicken hey, that you like. That, that way of you want me to suck is it not in? always enough. <laughs> hey, hey, I ain't look. I ain't gotta be right all the time. If but if I know I'm right, it's gonna come out even regardless. Ain't nothing you can do to fight it. So I'm gonna let you have at it. And when it come back around, hey, cool. Hey, it wouldn't work. Right. I've been chilling this whole time anyway. That we man just wants some peace. That's all now, y'all need to know. We got to go back and answer this question, and we need to get out of here. Um, okay. Jonathan wants to know, so how do you qualify the potential new people in your space after divorce? Any tips? Cheryl, start with you. It goes back to something that Ted said earlier. He was like, now when he's getting into relationships, he analyzes everything from Jump Street. And it's not in a bad way. I don't think it's, I do it too. It's not in a negative way. It's just to make sure this person is being authentic and genuine with me. So it, I watch the way like I ask questions and I'm in conversation with the with the person. And I read energies now, because I don't care what anyone says. We have an aura about us. Well, you could tell when people are being mm -hmm. real with you, authentic with you, and when they are being fake and when they're blowing smoke up your ass. Like, you know the difference. And I've learned now that that's what chooses who's in my space and who's not. Because the minute I get a whiff of bullshit, again, my yes is yes and my no is no. You either in or you out. It's no gray areas with me anymore. And nobody's sitting on the fence in, in, in my relationships. Either you right. with me or I don't know you. Like, and that's oh, how I am wait. with that. So that's kind of how I judge it. So tips on that oh, is to also you. be authentic yourself. Be authentic yourself, but also set boundaries and recognize when people are not being authentic with you and call that shit right then. Ain't no sense in waiting to me. Oh, well, you know, you know what? He might have been having an off day. She might have been having an off day. She was having a bad day. I'm going to try it again See, tomorrow. That's so my problem right there. I'm, I'm optimistic <laughs> as hell. I mean, not necessarily that they're not being authentic. It, it might be something where I know we might disagree on and I'm like, I can work with that still. You know, that type of shit. Or, you know, she's on a journey, so we can get there together. But I, I firmly believe me. when people show you who they are, believe them. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Because that guy I was telling y'all back, back in 2021 who gave me that amazing book, it kept being a pattern. And so I kept doing the same thing, you know, where mm -hmm. um, we would have conversations and then we would get into a debate. And then he would say something like, well, that's not fair. Or he would hit me with some narcissistic bullshit <laughs> to try to make me feel guilty about the opinions that I had. So after that, doing that up, you know, two, three times, he finally called the Cheryl. He got me. I came out of the bag. I came out of the bag. And I pretty much had to tell him straight up, this, this, this atmosphere you're, you're, you're circling in, this is my fucking universe. I am allowing you to that's be in my though. universe. Okay, so for you to come at me with your opinion of how you think things should be in my in Cheryl's world, you ain't ever got to call me again. I don't care if I fucked you upside down and suck your dick from the back and had you over there sucking your thumb collar for your fucking mama the night before. What you're not going to do, sir, is come at me sideways like this. I'm not going to keep debating with you competition mm. that's when i realized this person is in competition with me right we're not in a healthy connection and we trauma bonded mm -hmm. from the first place because 
he was someone who had divorced recently and I was someone who had divorced recently. And I recognized it as the trauma bond that it was. And I wasted no time ninja fruit slicing that shit up. <laughs> so this is that's that's what caught that's what taught me. If somebody show you they a duck, believe them. If it walks like a duck and it quacks like a duck and it swims like a duck, guess what it is? It's a goddamn duck. It's a goddamn duck. Yeah. So that's what taught me. Look, you gonna have to, you gonna have to be quick. I might give you a little time now. Like when I say a little time, I mean like a week or two. <laughs> that's that's it, time enough. Me, that's plenty, yeah. that's plenty of if you being genuine yourself, bro, that's yeah. that's plenty of time. Right. If you're really paying attention and you analyzing what they're saying and you're really listening, Get your I mean actively up. and holistically listening. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, hey, you only need there. you only need time to practice and prep for a role that you acting for, not not the right. real version of yourself. I, right. I, hey, I'm good. I can show up on spot and like, hey, I got this because this is the only version of me there is. That's so, right. Just yeah. one. Yeah, ain't, ain't nothing wrong with that. I feel you. So, do you have to say, Jonathan? My circle, small, small. It's almost a period. <laughs> <laughs> she said, "Damn, a week or two? Yeah, yes. Yeah. Hey." That's when, you give, when you give when you give when you give people mm-hmm. i put it like this if you give folk enough rope they'll, they'll hang themselves they'll hang themselves mm-hmm. they'll hang themselves you don't need two and three months man like i promise you if they on some fuck shit it'll show and you and can't make excuses out. for them you can't i want to throw this out for the ladies because i know we'll get in relationships and we'll meet a guy that we really really like and 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 we want him to really really like us too so we'll keep giving him opportunity after opportunity after opportunity if he likes you he will he will pursue you ladies flat out if you're talking to some guy and then all of a sudden like y'all talking really hot and heavy and then he just trail off he don't talk to you for three two three four five days a week or two weeks past and you hitting him up like hey what's up what's up what's up Mm-mm. if a man wants you he will get darn pursue you you ain't gotta worry about it so I had to learn that lesson too in this after divorce, after life of divorce. I don't chase nobody. I'm not chasing you. If we talk and and you like me and I like you, we're gonna keep this conversation going. And at any point, if you fall off, I'm a, okay. Are you working? Like something happened? And if he keep kind of <laughs> like if something happened, are you working? You know, if he start, if he keep being shady and janky, then you gotta start making decisions for yourself. And that don't always come with reaching out to that other person and letting them know I'm not gonna no longer talk to you. Have I done that before? Yes. Am I tired? Because I'm I'm on fifty and I got more summers behind me than in front of me. So what I can't be doing is wasting Damn my time like that. So listen, ladies, if they want to pursue you, they will. If they want it to be known that they like you, they will let you know. Don't chase them. DT is infamous with it, boy. Uh, my wife met my wife in September, and my and by December, her name was on my account. My account. That's a man know. who know. He know. Yeah, they know. Tez, like I said, you a man who bought your business, right? He ain't playing no. Mama will let you know if they're interested. You know. I, I'm gonna do this because we have we definitely had a good night tonight. I did not expect us to go almost two hours, and I want to say thank you wow. to everybody who hung in there with us. God bless. <laughs> um, <laughs> but now, um, last words, Tiz, jump in here, man. Um, for the fellas out here, like I said, like we had earlier with uh, Jonathan, man. For the fellas out here, um, responding or recovering from a divorce. No matter how, if it was simple, it was a, you're still starting over. It's a new chapter in life. What's the advice you give them? 
well, first of all, you're still here. It's not the end of your world. Yep. Um, start new, start fresh, and deal with whatever, whatever trauma or issues that you've had. Do the work personally. Do not jump into anything because you're just lonely. And again, like we said earlier, you have to pay attention when you're pursuing someone new or interested in someone new. Do not waste your time or their time. If you see it's not going to work, let them know. And that and both of you need to respect the fact if if it's brought up that I don't see it working out. Respect it. There's no reason to have an argument about it. Can't change and remember, mind. there is no hostage in any relationship. Okay, if you if you spend six months convincing somebody to be with you, you're gonna spend the whole relationship trying to keep them. So yeah, again, there's no hostage in any relationship. Be genuine and authentic, and love selflessly. Sarah. Ladies need to hear from you. Hit them with that Godmother Fairy touch. What is it? What What is the advice you would have for the ladies fresh out of divorce, starting over in life? Um, what's the moves for success? What does it look like? I think for 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 us, for ladies, the the success is we have spent so much time taking care of other people, our our spouse, our children the people in the community, our parents, whoever it is, we don't focus on ourselves. We give nothing to ourselves when we are in relationships. We give it all to our spouse for the most part, all to our spouse and all to our children. When you find yourself divorced, take the time to heal yourself, to learn yourself, to give yourself permission to be okay with taking care of yourself. And I, I really do mean that in the truest form. Learn what who you are, because a lot of times we lose that identity. We lose self because our self is now tied up in being Mr.'s wife or their mother or whoever the case may be. Learn to just be yourself, which is the reason I use my nickname for the host of All Things Undone, Granny, because I'm getting back to just that chick with that nickname who Loved life, and I'm I'm like Tez. I love love. I really do. I'm I'm really that open. But I'm a free spirit, and all the things I have been told that I couldn't do or I shouldn't do because of the church's norms, community norms, whatever the case may be, I'm shedding all that bullshit. I make my rules. I live by my rules. I love me first, ladies. Y'all hear me? Love you first. Love you first. Learn you first. What you like and don't like before you jump into a connection with another person because if you're not healed and you don't know you all you're gonna do is go fuck up somebody else's head and get some more baggage for yourself so learn you love you take your time in that process okay it's not a rush it's not a rush you got tomorrow god willing and if you don't you better live today as your very best day so that would be my takeaway to define your happiness Find it inside first. Find it in you first. And then everything else will fall in place. Everything Let me jump in back in here one more time. Mm -hmm. For the men, <clears throat> like myself, I was that, like I said, my dream was the family and the wife. Mm -hmm. 
So men, same thing. I lost my identity in my in my previous marriage. So I didn't know what the hell I like to do by myself. Outside of, my kids didn't live you with know me. What it so, like, yeah. So it was a damn every I get on paper, I'm only guaranteed four days out of the month. So damn, what am I doing with the rest of my life? Because up until this point, every day was family day. I go work 12 hours, 16 hours, then I come home. Me and the kids playing or I'm doing something with the wife, whoever. It was a family situation. So male or female, you have to find who you are and what you like alone by yourself. Find your happiness and find your peace as an individual before you ever get with somebody else or even think about getting with somebody else. Mm -hmm. I appreciate both of those perspectives here. Um, Cheryl, thank you for joining us. Um, all things undone podcast. Where can they find you? Right now, I'm only on Spotify, and I just started this podcast in January, so I'm gonna get it on all other platforms. My good friend Dwayne's gonna help me with that, and some other friends. Uh, but right now, just right. Um, it's it's on Spotify, and I do have a Facebook group called All Things Undone. And you can go, I put the resources on there for like how to heal, helping books. Um, Jonathan Hawkins, who joined us tonight, he's a real estate broker. He's giving advice on there too about how to be prepared for the unexpected real estate stuff. Um, I have some other experts that will be coming on as well. Attorneys, divorce attorneys, therapists, how to move forward. So I just wanted to be a resource center for everyone who, a resource center for people going through divorce. We need it. We, we need it. So, yeah, that's how you can find me. That's beautiful. Or on Facebook, Cheryl Bryce Nathaniel. There you go. You see it. <laughs> Tez, what can the people find you, man? Shit, out here in these streets somewhere? Nah, uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, uh, really, I, I have my own uh, podcast I'm actually doing as well. Um, but I will get back with you with all the uh, information, with everything. It's 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 a fledgling right now okay but okay, um okay. but yeah we we out here reaching the teacher i got you i got you well uh on behalf of my counterparts here man uh co dt uh they did they definitely showed love show support showed up tonight was in these comments um but they had the <laughs> night off they had the night off just want to send love to them um, I want to give a shout out to my my brothers over there my kings the underground sports kings Wednesday night, 10 p.m. Eastern, Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, and, of course, BWNC Radio. And then, of course, tune in here every Sunday night, 10 p.m. Eastern, Standard Time, 9 p.m. Central, um, to the I More Podcast. Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, uh, BWNC Radio. And also, all audio episodes are now going forward. will be on Spotify and Anchor as well. Um, so you ain't got no excuses. Stop with the bullshit. Ain't no reason to miss the shows. Um, but anyway, man, uh, thank y'all for tuning in tonight. It's been a pleasure, been a pleasure, been a pleasure. Um, to everybody who tuned in, join in on the comments. Blessings to y'all. Peace to the God. You feel me? Um, we we finna wrap this thing up. It's out of here, man. All right. Yes, indeed. <laughs>